If Fog Could Sing Stories by Charlie Price Devilish by Charlie Price Read by Robert Price The devil unfurled his dark wings spookily before yawning and coughing. He shaved himself at the sink and mirror in his room and then took two paracetamol in a glass of water because his wings were causing him lower back pain. He put on a suit because he had to have a meeting with Demon Six later that morning. There was bad news. His sexy daughter, Sin, was in the kitchen, medicating herself with gin and orange juice. She addressed herself in a French maid costume with suspenders. The devil barked at Sin to make him eggs Benedict and to change into the latex nun outfit because that one inspired a better orgasm when the time came for his morning wank. Or he'd just rape his sister, Lust, for the umpteenth time in the games room. But she was so used to his sudden and enthusiastic advances that she didn't much mind any more. She was no less diabolic than the devil himself. The devil stole some of Sin's antidepressant medication as he'd been feeling pretty low in himself for the last few weeks. He'd also started seeing a therapist to share those thoughts which were too dark to share with even his family of demons, black entities, anti-saints and agonised sinner souls. Exiting by the big red door, strolling down the thorn garden path and venturing out into the hideous day through the balustrade iron gates which a necrophiliac undertaker opened for him and closed behind him, the devil trudged along the long, unlovely street. The fire was bright in the black day sky, and everywhere around him souls spun in jellied agony and hot inferno. Dereliction all around. Shadows writhed in orgies, and dog and donkey shadows writhed against flailing human shadows as shouts of bestiality were flung from buildings burnt out and fire black. A crowd of kiddie fiddlers and Christian brothers came from the church of St Anus, and a family of Nazis visited Joan of Arc in her tattoo parlour and fetish club for their daily dose of body spanking and body burning. The devil climbed the first level of stairs inside the Jimmy Savile School for sexy orphans. He went into the first bathroom he spotted and masturbated into the sink, remembering that time when he had a threesome with Nikolai and Madame Ceausescu. He then had a satisfyingly substantial shit. His wings flapped with pleasure as a large bowel motion slipped deliciously down and down through the opening of his tight, violet sphincter. He flushed, and the toilet broke, spraying an explosion of black water everywhere. The devil then emerged from the bathroom, only to find a bent, in the sense of corrupt, police officer, humping the rear end of a statue of the Virgin Mary someone from upstairs had been kind enough to donate to the Jimmy Savile School for sexy orphans. The devil was glad that Jimmy Savile no longer ran the school.
the glimmer of his many necklaces and charms, the dizzying colours of his lurid shell suits and big glasses, and the swooning fumes of his Havana cigars made the devil feel like he wanted to throw up whenever he bumped into him. The devil walked up to the top floor and strode into the head office of the Institute without invitation. He found Demon Six consuming a dog carcass. The demon looked up from his brunch with bloody lips. How are you, man? Fucking depressed, and I hate you, the devil spat in answer. Likewise, said Demon Six. Talk to me. Tell me some good news, the devil said. I've got a limousine full of little boy hookers waiting outside for you when you leave the building. Well, that is good news. Pour me a glass of scotch, the devil demanded. Demon Six moved to obey before the devil amended his wish. Actually, just give me the decanter. Demon Six passed the decanter and the devil snatched it and drank most of it with much enthusiasm and the greatest alacrity. And the bad news? Eden's undergoing a change of management. There's going to be redundancies. The devil looked perplexed. I don't give a fuck. I mean, for sin's sake, I'm the devil? You think I care about redundancies? I hope their families starve to death and their houses implode. And when that happens, or before that happens, I'll be the one whispering in their ears, convincing them to throw themselves off the building or off a bridge. The devil finished a mouthful of whiskey. This whiskey tastes like menstrual blood. Delicious. Oh, there's another thing, Demon Six continued. They're sending down someone new. Oh, puss, who is it this time? The devil sighed in between glugs. A professional fucker. Clergyman. Oh, not another one. He's not Catholic. Can't say I'm not relieved. He's one naughty Adventist. Crazy hot. You'll really go to town on him. I can see it already. Protestant arse. Is he shit in Virgo intacta? <laughs> Dear Lord, no. That's not the same. The devil finished the whiskey decanter and smashed it on the ground. Clean that up, dickhead. Now, where are my boys? Who are they, anyway? Unbaptized whore sons. In the limousine right outside the entrance. Orphans? Yes, that's why they're here. But we wouldn't want them to enter without a visit from you first. There was a lull. Right, so this damned clergyman is what? He's joining the circle? Yes, he's going to be my boss. You'll still be above him, but you'll be obliged to give him perks. The devil waved a tiresome end to the conversation with his gloved right hand. I, I can't think about this any more. I'm going to my boys. The devil descended the stairs tiredly. He purposed to have all the boys, one after the other, quite savagely. He emerged from the sexy orphan school into the firelight where the limousine was parked. He opened the limousine doors and looked at the boys, twelve of them, clustering thickly in the limousine seats with wild and frightened eyes. The devil pointed at the one blonde among eleven brunettes. You. 
outside. The boy obliged and pulled down his pants, revealing a bare pink behind. You lot are glum, the devil said. I want to cry just looking at you. Then he looked down at the blonde boy's fair, pale arse. The devil began weeping, plentiful big tears that washed the boy's buttocks like baptismal waters. The devil tried to stop sobbing with a determined sigh and unbuttoned himself. But he was more flaccid than he'd ever been before. I'm so depressed, he said. His wings drooped like a windless flag. It's not easy being me, you know. Then the devil grimaced and clasped his crotch area. He was getting twinges again. His member was sore with use. I've got addiction issues. I'm gloomy. I'm stealing uppers. I'm a paedophile. I've got incest, perpetrator's guilt. These last 6,000 years have been hell for me. I'll put it away, little slut. And the devil pulled the blonde boy's pants up. Then he grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and looked very darkly, very deeply into his strange young eyes. Things have got to change around here. I'm counting on you to cheer the place up a bit. We need more new blood like you, a certain innocence, a certain je ne sais quoi about our clientele. All right, you young devils, into the building with you. We've got a bent Protestant coming down soon and he's going to be mightily pissed off and Randy is a young bull. He's shit hot, apparently, not as though it's not hot enough down here already, but he's a big deal and I don't want to get off on the wrong foot with him. I need my fuckers on side. He's got certain expectations of purity where you lot are concerned. I know I'm the devil, but who am I to shit where a clergyman chooses to eat? The boy children looked at the devil with bemused looks in their eyes. A transvestite nun hurried the boys indoors for spanks. The devil flew back home and got Sin, his sexy daughter, in her latex nun outfit, to make him a nice cup of tea and rub his wings turgid again. If only the back would stop acting up.